Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. Josh Taylor here. We're about nearly halfway through for what we got to do this morning. We're here to about 11.20-ish, 11.15, 11.20. Depends on how we're feeling at the time. Just saying, I'm, I'm kind of in the mood. I've been I've been pretty much on fire since, like, I don't know, around 8.15 last Sunday night. That's all I'm saying. Once again, you were warned three times. Want to talk about this now because my next guest is at PNC Park. He was there when they brought Henry Davis down into the press room and held up the Pirates jersey with his name and the the numeral one on the back. And when they made it official that Henry Davis has put pen to paper and signed with the Pirates for a $6.5 million signing bonus, just so happens he covers the Pirates for DKPittsburghSports.com. My next guest, his name is Alex Stump. He joins me on the fan hotline, brought to you by the workers' compensation law firm of Paul and Competus. Alex, good morning. Good morning, Josh. Thanks for having me on. I, I got to talk to you about this. I wasn't expecting to talk to you about Henry Davis, but here we are, pen to paper. It is official. He is in the Pirates' fold at $6.5 million signing bonus. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a Pedro Alvarez situation where we're going to be waiting up to the last you know, 10, 15 minutes for it. No, it's all taken care of. I mean, it, it kind of had to be. You're allowed to negotiate a little bit before uh, the draft actually begins, so Pirates and Davis basically had an understanding of what was going to go on. They finished the draft. They brought him in for the physical. Everything's taken care of for the most part. I mean, nothing too surprising here. Now, let's let's keep this rolling because they announced yesterday they signed uh, Jackson Glenn, the fifth-round pick, the third baseman out of the Dallas Baptist. He's actually one of the top four, I think, in the country in home runs last season. Kid can really hit here in the infield. So now that's seven draft picks already from this class that they've signed what are you getting from the Pirates as far as how well they executed this plan going into this draft of bringing as much talent as they could? Well, to build off that, I, I've had sources tell me that Anthony Solometo and Bubba Chandler, the two pitchers that they got with their second and third round picks, also have deals in place. There so you even go. though they're not formally signed, like it's it's pretty much set there. So yeah, that just leaves basically two guys out of that top, you know, those first ten rounds with uh, Lonnie White Jr and uh, Owen Kellington that still need signed. A lot of this, again, was kind of premeditated. They got their guys like a Mike Jarvis, who they got in the sixth round, sixth round who signed for, I believe, $7,500 hmm. uh, offhand. It, it was definitely, uh, look, we need to save some of this money so we can give it to these high schoolers guild there. But, yeah, this was a very well-executed plan, I would say, for the most part. I don't think they... They all but officially said we were kind of surprised we got out of the draft with all three of those high school players. 
you know, in those early rounds. But, you know, they look like they're going to be in position to pull that off at Santa Alex Stump covers the Pirates for DKPittsburghSports.com, joins me right now in 93.7 The Fan. Alex, I'm going to shift gears to this Pirates and Mets series. Friday night, we saw Nagowski versus Stroman. And they, they, they kind of put the water on. They kind of threw the bucket of water at, on it at the end. At least John Nagowski did. Marcus Stroman probably still has a lot to say about it. But then last night, Pirates down 6 to nothing. They score five runs in the eighth. Grand slam in the ninth. Jacob Stallings now has six career walk-offs with this Pirates team. It's kind of crazy to look at how this series and the series before the All-Star break have developed. But now the Pirates are taking four out of seven against a division-leading team, and the Mets right now, they look like they could be in the middle, in the, I should say at the beginning, of what can turn into a really ugly freefall for them. Well, we also have to consider for the Mets, I mean, they, they lost Lindor in this series, and Jacob deGrom isn't pitching you know, in this seven-game stretch. So, And he looks like he might be on the shelf for a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're kind of not in a good spot right now. And if you're a Pirates fan, you know, Phillies haven't given up. Braves haven't given up. You're going to be a seller at the trade deadline. You know that the more buyers that there are at the trade deadline, it, it will only be better for sellers like the Pirates. If everyone's going to be like, "No, nah, we're just going to sell. We're not going to do anything." They're not going to have too many takers. There's not going to be as much debate to try to you know, raise the value of those players. So, yeah, they're they're kind of helping their own cause right now by taking care of business against the best. You mentioned sellers at the trade deadline. I know a lot of people that I can probably name offhand. Would like to see one Gregory Polanco sold off. He was activated yesterday off the injured list. Rodolfo Castro was sent down. I enjoyed how when certain people reported it, and they're just like, "Look, we're we're, we're just we're just telling you, don't shoot the messenger." But the sending down of Rodolfo Rodolfo Castro back to Double A Altoona, and the fallout from this. I mean, we we should expect to see him again soon, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's been up here twice. I'd be more surprised. Than not if he's not up here for like at least some of September at this point. Even though it's not going to be like a normal September anymore, where like anyone on the forty man can come up, he could only have two extra players. But at some point, we'll see Castro get a couple more swings in the majors. And yeah, he he did not look overmatched at all. He did not look intimidated. He went up there. He gave some good swings. Sometimes, yeah, they were a little wild and raw. But whenever he did connect, you saw that raw power, and you saw why the Pirates. Saw him at the at the alternate site last year, and they're like, you know what? We got to hang on to this guy. This kid's going to be something. So, all right. Speaking of guys that are going to be something, or guys who have become something, we got to talk about John Nagowski. Nine games as a Pirate, eighteen hits. He's driven in six runs. He's driven in six runs. He's got three doubles. For a guy who has not hit a home run in a Pirate uniform, he is generating quite a bit of excitement. What's it been like on your end, just watching this legend of John Nagowski grow? I, I'm running out of Big Lebowski quotes, Josh. I, I have really tried. After every hit, I try to put, like, this aggression will not stand or you're entering a world of pain, and, you know, here we are, and I'm running I'm running low here. But, yeah, he's been – he has been locked in since coming over to the Pirates. And you know what? He had that really, really tough start of the season with the Cardinals, but it was almost always a pinch hitter. And that's a really tough thing to do whenever you're, you know, an inexperienced major league ball player. Now he's gotten a couple starts. He's gotten chances to look at starters a couple times. Whatever they go to the bullpen, you know, he's at least at a rhythm. I think that's really making a difference. I'm not going to – to everyone listening on the radio, I'm sorry he's not going to hit 486 in the long term. <laughs> but, you know, you, you like the approach. You like how he's getting the bat to the ball. 
there seem to be some good swing characteristics here. Now let's kind of shift gears here. I, I, we usually crunch numbers when you and I talk, and I want to talk about a few guys in particular. Will Crow got the start last night. Outside of the two home runs he gave up to J.D. Davis, both of them two-run home runs, Crow actually had a pretty good game. It's just those two things that came back to bite him, and home runs have been an issue for him. But what do the numbers tell you about Will Crow? Well, I mean, that was just the second time this season that he got into the sixth inning. And that's definitely a problem for a starting pitcher. And, yeah, we could talk about the home runs, and I don't have it actually in front of me right now, but I think it's pretty close to two home runs allowed per nine innings from this season. 2.1, yep. 2.1, yep. That's definitely the stat you have to take away here. Because, yeah, if you're right, if he is able to somehow, you know, reduce that, get that to a more normal clip, then, yeah, maybe the Pirates do have a back end of the starter, back end of the rotation starter here. But without that, I, I don't know what they can do with him because he can't go out there and serve up two or three home runs every start. I mean, like you said, he was looking really good yesterday. Then he gave up that second home run, and it changed everything. I, They have to find a way to get that out of control. I don't know if that's out of the rotation. I don't know if that's out of the bullpen where they could potentially reduce the sample size for a home run to be hit but something needs addressed there. Speaking of uh, guys and numbers who maybe maybe you didn't expect, Wilmer Defoe, I would never have expected on July 18th to look at Wilmer Defoe's stat line and see a slash line of 287, 347, 454. What am I missing on Wilmer Defoe, and where did this come from? Well, I'll back you up, Josh. I, I'll be willing to admit I didn't expect Wilmer Defoe to have an OPS over 800 in mid-July at this point of the season. But no, no, um, Derek Shelton told a, you know, a little antidote from last night that whenever he's on the bench, like whenever he's not starting, but he might pinch it that game, he's got his batting gloves on from the first inning on. You know, he's walking around with the bat. He is ready to go. He is, you know, locked in. You know, there were a lot of guys that, you know, they want to take extra cuts. There were a lot of guys that want to, you know, relax, go through. Wilmer's the type of guy who is ready to go. And you know what? He's leading the league in pinch hits this year with 10. Hmm. Something is obviously working on it. That is a very hard job to do. I just said with John Nagowski, who's hit 486 since he got away from that role, you know, how, how tough it is to do. He's put a couple good swings on that ball. Like, yeah, the, the two home runs might have been a little bit of hangers, but you know what? That is something whenever you put a swing that good on a breaking ball that misses. You, you just take advantage of the mistakes. Definitely. Now, before we let you go, um, we talked about Gregory Polanco being reinstated yesterday. Also, Stephen Brault made his second rehab start yesterday, and we've seen just how unstable it's been with this rotation. They're in the bottom five in a few different categories, ERA, FIP, wins above replacement. Um, they're, I want to say they're, what, in the maybe 21st in innings. Just a lot of inconsistency with this rotation. The thought of Stephen Brault coming back and maybe bringing some stability, is, is that plausible at this point? Oh, yeah, it, it, I, I think it's more probable than anything. He's going to need a couple rehab starts in Indianapolis in general, so it's not like he's going to come up you know, later this week. But it, Tyler Anderson's a guy who's probably going to get traded at the deadline. Chad Cool is someone who could get some interest at the deadline. There's going to definitely be at least a spot or two open in the rotation, and the Pirates are going to need a starter. So even though it's, it's stunk, for them and for Steven that, you know, he hasn't been able to pitch on a major league field yet. He's got to be kind of coming in at like at the right time for them where they probably are going to need an extra start at the most. 
Alex Stump, DK Pittsburgh Sports Covers the Pirates. Alex, we appreciate the time. I know it's a crazy day over at the ballpark. We appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Thanks for having me, Josh.